Hello world, welcome to Industrial Nomads, Voices on the Road. This is episode Katie Hedrick Langford. I've been acquainted with Katie for about five years now, and while her industry allows her to sleep in her own bed every night at home with her family, she definitely spends plenty of time on the road. Let's get into her story. Katie, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, Go ahead. No, uh, to, get, to get into <laughs> your story, um, tell us as much as you're, you like, just how you grew up, where you grew up, kind of a little bit of background. Okay. So, uh, grew up in a small town, grew up in um, a coaching world, teaching world, education world. Um, both of my parents taught. My dad was a coach, athletic director. Um, so our life was fast and furious, but in a good way. Um, and to build on that a little bit, it doesn't stop with your mom and dad. No. <laughs> uh, you're, this this uh, this coaching and teaching, that goes back another decade at least, or another generation rather. Yes. And it expands across your aunts, uncles, cousins. Yes. I mean, so. Yes, and then... Even, um, well, even on my husband's side of the family as well. So both of his parents uh, taught and his mother is still teaching and coaching. So it's definitely intermingled. And, <laughs> and kind of st- stepping on the, I guess, uh, we'll get back to okay. you and your husband meeting. But okay, okay. Going, okay, growing up you were coach and a teacher and, I mean, your, your dad was a coach. Your, yes. So we... Uh, Um, always at games, Um, you know, underneath the bleachers, running around. Dad would take us um, to the school on Saturdays when they would meet, and we would, me and my brother would go and look for whatever we could find underneath the bleachers. We would find money. We would find retainers. We would find... Some like retainers, like braces retainers? Yes, braces (laughs) retainers. We would, I mean, mean, you name it, diaper bag, I mean, you name it. You found it. it. We found it. And so, um, endless summers, we would go up to the school and the big, um, the sprinklers were not sprinkling system. It was these big, um, hoses and dad would always say, Hey, y'all want to go get ice cream? And we knew what was going to happen. And we were like, yeah, okay. So we would go and then move the hoses across the field (laughs) so we could, so he could water the whole, the, field. the whole football yeah. field, but we would have to physically pick it up and move it. So, um, you know, I walked into a mini locker room. Do you remember n- not being on a football field? At oh, times? no. No, no, it no. was from you could walk, you were walking on, yes. on turf. Yes. Um, I remember me and my brother would uh, throw the football. Our brother's a coach, by the way. Yeah. So. My, we would throw the football, like, on the sidelines and, you know, play tackle while the game was going on you know I mean I was devastated that I couldn't be a water boy you know (laughs) um but yeah I mean drinking coke at 10 o'clock at night you know walking in the locker room I saw many a naked butt when I was you know it was just a thing though yeah I mean it was it was the norm you know I, I would sleep and sit on the nastiest couch probably any college dorm room would never even it wouldn't even it was way worse than that, you know, um, but that was just life. And we, that's what we wanted to do. That's where we wanted to go. I would go with my dad on Friday mornings to school. I would wake up early 
and um, I would go set the jerseys in front of the guys' lockers. I knew, I, I, I mean, I was young, young, young. So like elementary? Oh, yes. Okay. And I knew the names of the, all the players, and I knew their number, because I would put their jersey in front of their locker on Friday mornings with my dad. Yeah, and, and we'll get to where you are and stuff, but you have that upbringing where you could be like, probably a commentator right now right like oh yes okay (laughs) so the remember the titans the movie right and so when i was when my brother was playing football and my dad was the coach and all this stuff i would be in the stands literally like coach you know like the girl on remember the titans Mm -hmm. and um yeah for sure i i've I've i remember watching film with my dad before vcrs so like the, the real, real yeah. yeah, and we would sit in their bedroom and we would watch it, you know, on the now, wall. Do you remember him cutting it and stuff to make? I don't necessarily that, remember all that. I just I vividly remember sitting down watching the games, watching watching the games. Okay, well, as you got older, you started to venture off into. Uh, you didn't play football. Uh, no. Yeah, but you stayed <laughs> in athletics. But do you yes. remember that? I guess when you began to to deviate from that and do your own. You know, going to volleyball and yeah. So um, and what all did you play? Like I mean, so I, I played <laughs> um, volleyball, basketball, track. Um, I played tennis because of my great aunt. Is it tennis courts that are named after her? <laughs> yes, she. Listen, seventy-five-year-old lady kicking me in my brother's ass, literally in tennis. Like we would hit it, and I mean, it would come come right back to us. So. Um, but we really, like, surprisingly enough, um, maybe because I was a girl, my dad didn't push, like, push, push me into playing sports super young, which that really wasn't a thing, a big thing when we were little uh, or when I was little. I mean, I didn't really like softball or anything like that. But um, I did play one year of baseball with my brother, and I was I got hit by a pitch. I, they made me steal second. The catcher threw the ball down, got hit in the helmet. Then I was running the third. In they the threw same it. Game? Yes, they threw it down again, hit me in the helmet again. I was like, I'm done. They're trying to hit you. Right? So, um, yeah, little dribblers, that was a really good experience. That's when I kind of started to really get involved in that. And then, um, honestly, I. What was, what was your favorite sport? I preferred basketball. Okay. And um, I loved track. And um, What did you do in track? I was a hurdler. You were a hurdler. Yeah. All right. I was calling yeah. you. Was, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. If, if you listen to some of the, the previous episodes, um, Franklin, Texas, Franklin area, um, that's where the Hedrick family is from. I'm not sure where Q's family is from. He's from Groveton, East Texas. Right, you talk, yeah. I didn't know that. You, yeah. We just talked about it. Cause we yeah. talked about Rodney Thomas. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. So you, you came up... Uh, you got into sports. You did little dribblers. That's before middle school. Yes. Middle school, did you start? Yes. And so, kind of crazy story. Um, it, it, kind of all kind of crazy. But so, um, fifth grade year, my mom had also taught at the same school that my dad was at. We were all one big happy family. And, you know, things happen, politics happens in small schools. And my mom had a confrontation with a principal. And so, we were at Leon. And, uh, and um, then we went to Franklin. My mom left. She and, taught in Leon? Uh-huh. Took me and my brother to Franklin. That was my fifth grade, his third third grade. Okay. 
Um, I stayed. He, of course, went back seventh grade to play football for my dad. And, and that I, was in Leon. Uh-huh. And your dad is... What? His name? Mike. Mike Hedrick. Hedrick. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, and real quick, little side note on that. He, is he the third or sixth, like, winning his coach? In... I think he's, like, 11th, but... Uh, okay. He's, I, I thought... Yeah, but, he's but up it, there. He, he's got a, yeah. a very respectable record, to yes. say the least. So. Yes. But anyway, um, so we went to Franklin, and then um, my senior year, I went back to Leon because Dad and my brother were there. So you went to school in Franklin, mm-hmm. and from 7th grade to 11th, mm-hmm. and then you finished in Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that in itself, um, you know, moving th- that that really um it really helped me uh grow and and that it was kind of tough to do yeah way tough because i I was a huge you know daddy's girl i mean you know i love my mom but at that point i was i was always wanting to go with him you know so that was it was tough but it also you know kind of forced me to um i mean i've always been a social butterfly but um to really have to form new friendships and get out of a comfort zone and I, I, you know, I can't that just get out of say you get out of a comfort zone I think that's putting it lightly yeah you, you had your sporting career all that stuff had been Franklin you'd been a lion mm-hmm. and then your senior year you no came. no so K through five I went to Leon K through five and, and then seven six, through, six, six through eleven I went to Franklin okay yeah and then back to Leon to yeah. finish up yeah that's that would be tough. So, yeah. but you kept in contact with your friends. Yes, but you didn't like lose friends. You just no. had to come back and reacquaint. Yeah, and they were very. And I was really, really close with my brother. And how, um, how far apart are you all? We're two years. Two years. Okay. Uh-huh. And so um, he was. A, I was a senior. He was a sophomore. And it it really and truly was like the best year of my t- total high school career. Like so, we went to state in volleyball. Um, we. Um, Actually had a winning season in basketball, which that never happened for Leon at that point in time. Um, what my best friend at the time went to state and track, and I went to regional. You know, like so. So, so there's high anxiety going in, and then yes, awesome, yes, awesome. yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool, actually. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, it was honestly kind of weird because later on in my career, we haven't gotten there yet, but I go back to teach in Franklin, and so with me leaving my senior year and just some things that went on while I was there. Um, it was different, but it was, it was fine. You know, we, I, you know, we, I rocked through it, but, um, so you, you, you went back, finished up, had a successful senior year. Yes. And then you went to college. Yes. Where'd you go to college? at? I, um, went, attended Sam Houston for two years and then, went to the arch rival of Stephen F. Austin. Lumberjack, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, my, one of my uh, best high school friends, she was wanting to leave Texas Tech. She went and played volleyball there. And she called me and she said, hey, she said, I'm going to transfer to SFA. And it was kind of convenient because at the time my roommate um, at Sam Houston was uh, graduating and, you know, she was be moving out. And so I was like, huh, you know, okay. And um, that was, again, one of the, biggest blessings greatest experiences i if i could move to nacogdoches today i would really loved it every minute of it um i started working in a little uh mexican food place i met another really really close friend that i was still there Uh uh-huh 
Casa Tomas. Casa Tomas. Yes. Next time I'm going by there, I'll, yep. I'll give it a go. Met a girl um, that I would have never thought I would have been friends with, and she ended up being one of my best friends. She lives in Denver right now. Don't talk to her a whole lot, but um, Denver's a good place to go visit. Fresh, so. Yes, yes, <laughs> I keep telling her that. But precious, precious soul, like love her, and so um, just the friendships that I made and the experiences that I had, the the board of regents men and the would come in and the president who played football against my grandfather. Come on, really? Yeah, I can't even make this up, okay? And so I waited on them every Wednesday. They requested me. And then the the guy who was the president, I think he died maybe a couple of years ago, Dr. Patillo, who the big like new activity center is named after, he would come in and I would wait on him every Wednesday. Hey. Cafe at at Tomas. Casa Tomas, yeah. Casa Tomas, yeah. So, anyway, the Stephen F. Austin experience was amazing. Loved it. Wouldn't and and there had been some anxiety making a transfer. Oh yes, yes. I mean, it was further away. Um, you know, oh my goodness, but it it was. It was great. Phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. That's, that's yes. Cool. That's that. And and anybody listening, I. Hope, you know, you always keep that in perspective that just because there's anxiety heading up to it doesn't mean it's going to be a bad day. No, right? and I, so. I don't know, like every time a student is like, hey, or a player or a student of mine is like, I'm going to go visit. I'm like, yes, yes, you're going to love it. You need to go there. You yeah. know, I'm, yeah. I 100% push it. So, well, yeah. Good deal. That's pretty awesome. And so you went to college mm-hmm. and uh, you got a degree in education. Uh, yes, or, my or, major was history. History. My okay. minor was um, kinesiology. Which fits. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. So, you you finished up, you got your degree, and then you, where where did you start? Okay, <laughs> I um. I didn't go through all the education. I like I just had a history degree, a kinesiology minor. I didn't take any education classes because I didn't want to. Hmm. But I knew what I was going to. You got your degree. Yes, I got, got my your degree. certifications. Yes. That's yes. What's, what you got to get? And so, um, Salado was my first teaching job. Um, Coach Cheatham took a chance on me and hired me, and I um, was emergency certified. So I did all of that online. Um, so I was teaching juniors, few seniors. I was coaching. I was teaching. I was getting my certification online. I had no curriculum, so I was, mm-hmm. and then um, I was getting my bus driving certification all together. That was one of my favorite things about education was driving Wasn't a it? bus. Yes. I mean. <laughs> you talked about it earlier. You can drive a bus. You can parallel park it. You can do anything you need you d- to. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Like, I can, I can back that puppy up like nobody's business. Like a compact car, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it really, it's not as hard as people think, but. Anyway, but so um, you, so you did. Uh, who was the who took a chance on me? You? Your name? His name was Jeff Cheatham. Um, Cheatham. Cool. I th- mm, he may still be at Round Rock. I'm not sure. But but shout out to that guy. Yeah, right? he took a chance. Yeah, and... took a chance, and um, I really did enjoy my time there. Obviously, because I came in contact with my husband while while I was at um, Salado, but um, it really was a great area. Um, if I had a choice, like Belton Temple Salado area, I would. Other than Nacogdoches, that has a part of my heart. Mm-hmm. I would, that area is awesome. Super awesome. Still Great have people. a love for it, right? Yes. For that. For sure. That's, that's cool. Now you mentioned 
cute. So, yes. So how did y'all meet? Yeah, I mean, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but yeah. we'll capture it. This is going to yeah. work forever on the, on the internet here. So. <laughs> so he will say a little things a little differently, but it is Certainly. completely not the truth. So um, I was telling Colleen, um, <clears throat> I had a, a serious boyfriend and we broke up and I was completely heartbroken. And so I had a good number, at least five coworkers that had sons my age. So it was like blind date after blind date. And actually the day before I met my husband, um, I had gone out with my principal's son and it was awful. And I had to engage in some <laughs> extra <laughs> beverages to get through the date. And so, um, we were, uh, we were working on a project and I was in a portable and the little soccer field was out there and my kids were coming in and they're like, coach, there's this really hot guy out there. You need to go talk to him. And I'm like, uh, you know, no, I'm done, <laughs> you know? And so two guys, one's, well, I can't remember the other guy's name, but, uh, the one that I keep in, well, kind of keep in contact with is, um, David Rosenau. And they went, they were like, coach, can we kind of go to the bathroom? And I was like, okay, cool. Just whatever. Like it was chaos. We were working on a project, you know? So they go and they get him. Q. Q. And they bring him <laughs> to my room. And any anyone who knows my husband, he is like super shy. Like I've heard him talk twice. Yes, maybe. in like five years. <laughs> yeah. Super like antisocial, but once you get to know him, like, you know, he's he's awesome. So he walks into my room, says hi, my name is Q, and walks out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, wait, like, that's, he's walking and said, my name is Q. Hi, my name is Q and walks out. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like he thinks I'm, you know, ugly. You know, you know, whatever. Stu- <laughs> Once typical again with anxiety, chick stuff. Right? Yes, of course. So long story short, um, my coworker of mine calls me right after school and is like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm just kind of, you know, drowning my sorrows in the tanning bed, you know. And she's like, well, I'm going out with one of those football players. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So give that, tell him, your, that dude to give that guy my number. Come to find out the guy that she went out with was Q's roommate. We went out on a double date that weekend. You know, rest is history. And you mentioned earlier you had a short engagement? Yes. Yes, we were, <clears throat> we met in March of 07. And, I mean, we're married in August of 08. And I like what you said earlier when you find the one, one yes. wasting time with Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was, you know, I'd been through enough, you know, losers that, you know, I mean, when you know, you know, and let's, let's get this, let's get this going. Let's go. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's awesome. That's, For that's sure. A, I, like, I like that. And, and I've mentioned, I've said anxiety like three times and I, in no way am I saying you have high levels of anxiety. No. Just to clarify for anybody listening. No, but I've had, but, you know, experiences in my life that... As we all do, right? I mean, we absolutely anxiety. Yeah. And that, I just want to. I just want don't for want sure. To think and <laughs> but honestly, um, going through some of the situations that I went through, one hundred percent, like I wouldn't have changed it. Mm-hmm. Now, did it suck at the time? You know, uh, did I? You know, get stuck in the moment and was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But um, definitely would not be the strong person that I am without, you know, those experiences as cheesy as that sounds. But no, I, I, I mean, um, identify with that. like, like I, I don't, I, you know, life you is not necessarily meant to be perfect. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Well, you got to learn to deal with some stuff. Yes. So, yes. so that is that is a For lot sure. of truth. Uh, in education, uh, most exciting or memorable moment outside of meeting your husband, because that's that's pretty right. memorable. Um, any uh, uh, events? Any? Hey, you know this one time. I'll never forget, or if there's three one times, I'll never forget. Like, or... um, I was um, a head coach in Elkhart, Texas. It's near Palestine. My entire experience there. Now there were a few hiccups here and there, but my entire experience there was phenomenal. I came into the community. Um, they welcomed me with major open arms. And um, I still have very good relationships with several people that were there and kids that I mm. had there. We um, playoff game. We won um, a big game. Uh, we played at the at the Coliseum in Sam Houston. That was a major. I mean, that was awesome. Um, we went to state track meets. We uh, we had kids get on the medal stand, and I say we. I mean. The, the, the girl that I worked for was phenomenal. Um, I don't know that I can even say we. I mean, you know, it's all a team thing, but... Yes, absolutely. But, you know, yeah, no. um, but I, my relationships from there, I mean, as far as... Um, there were so many great moments. Um, you know, I've gone to countless weddings of kids that, you know, that I taught there. Mm-hmm. Um when I was in Salado, I had, was really close to a girl, and her name is Brennan, and she got married two years ago on New Year's Eve and got to go to her wedding, and cool. it was so awesome. Yeah. Um, I know that maybe some coaches would be like, oh, I remember the winning shot of this, and I kind of approach things a little different um, just because my dad never really was that way. Mm. He was more on, because I can't tell you how many people would either come back and coach for him or would come by the house and visit for hours and hours. He was a coach in the business of people. And it sounds like you value more the relationships you have made. And just, you know, I mean, this year in, um, in track, we won district, we won area, okay, whoop, whoop, that's awesome. I'm so proud of all of our kids. But there are just some individual kids, one, one kid that um, he hasn't been in athletics at our school before, and now he is, and he won both hurdles, and oh, he awesome. won the pole vault, and he doesn't come from anything. And to see him on the podium, excited, that, that's amazing to me. And whether you're sharing success or not, you're sharing those experiences and it's yes. something that will, yes. you won't forget any of this. It's more important <laughs> to me, and this is not coming from anywhere else, but, you know, right here is I want them to be good people, productive people. I want them to have experiences that they might not normally have. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to jump their butt when they mess up or correct them and, you know, of course, but yeah. um, I remember the relationships, the bus rides home, the we won our playoff game um, in volleyball this year, and Mom and Molly and them are, are playing bunco, and they, you know, they send us a message. We're like, ah, you know, and so we send them back a message. I've got yeah. the whole bus, and they're all screaming and yelling, and we send it back to them. Like, that's, that's the kind of stuff um, that yeah. – 
is you got, you got two components or dynamics with there because like you were talking about correcting them jumping their butt you got a coaching side of it yes. but you also have a mentorship side yes like and, this this the whole and there's a fine line yeah right? having teaching uh, not teaching but instilling integrity yeah. and morals and we <clears throat> we talk to our kids now every day before we so they get dressed they come out in the hallway and we address something um, the things you don't see on the scoreboard or yes. on the timesheet, yes. you see it on the... Yes. Just like the our, our quote Friday was, commitment is not convenient. You know, like, and, 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 we, and we talk about that, you know, but, and that, I mean, yeah, wins and losses and doing well is important and we push our kids as, as hard as we can. That's the coaching part, yeah. But in the big <laughs> scheme of things, you know, our, our um, regional qualifying shot putter... She's going to A&M, and on the day that she is supposed to shot put, she has a really huge 4-H ag-related interview for a $20,000 scholarship. Ooh. So she was, you know, her mom was like, uh, you know, I can't change it. And I was like, listen, I'm a big picture person. Am I proud of Emmy for doing this? Yes, but I understand that this is what she needs to do. So when she's done with this interview, you can bring her own down. She can throw the disc on Saturday. All is well. Don't don't make it harder than it needs to be. Yes. Especially for the kid. Yes. Yeah, because people do. And, yeah. Uh, it's something listening to you and knowing you. Um, a lot of people preach things, but mm-hmm. then and some people believe them. Yes. And it's refreshing to be with a person around a person that believes it. So. Yes, and that's why you know I have friends who have gotten out of education and this and that and this is political and yes, okay, yes, and. Places, all places have, um, I don't really want to say issues, but they have their pros and cons. Um, but I do what I do and I stay doing what I do because I know that, you know, I, I need to be there. Why? And, What's the bottom line? Um, I, I want to be that positive role model um, steady, consistent. Um, I don't want to just be there for them when it's my sport. I'm going to be for them, you know, their whole four years in school. Correct. I'm not just going to go support them when they're playing my sport. I'm going to go to a softball game. I'm going to go watch a tennis match. I'm going to go to a one-act play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, pat them on the butt for kicking ass and, you know, UIL. Um, because, you know, I'm, if they're late, I'm going to let them know about it. If they don't have their, their athletic clothes on, I'm going to let them know about it. Right. But then, you know, I'm going to take them home if they need a ride. They know you got their back. Yes. And that's all. That, I mean, yes. not, not and, everybody is that way. So. I, my dad modeled Kudos. that phenomenally. Um, a friend of mine growing up, well, out of, in college, her now husband played for my dad. And it was, it was really funny because he would see my dad at the store, grocery store, whatever. And, like, if his hat was around backwards, he'd turn it around. He'd try and tuck his shirt in. You know, just yeah. that whole not, like, fear of God thing, but, like, respect. And, oh, my gosh, if he sees my hat turn around backwards, he is probably going to light into me. <laughs> and I'm 25 years old. <laughs> right. You know. But, they, but he is still there. They, they still remember. Still but, there. you know, <laughs> just, um, I don't know, like. I think consistency is huge too. Um, what, what is what is your role now? My role, okay. 
Um, so we're in a smaller school, two A school, and so um, I teach history, mm-hmm. and then I'm a head volleyball coach. I um, am head track coach, and then I cor- am and the, the girls coordinator. coordinator. Yeah. Okay. So that entails a lot. That's a lot of time commitment. But I, um, yes, it is a lot of time commitment, mm-hmm. and but I, I'm I'm going to do the job right. And it works, and it fits for you. Yes. Um, you know, I have, I have two kids, a seven and eight year old. Very active, very active kids. Yes. And And they are right there. And very impressive kids. So, I mean, they're, (laughs) thank you. I saw Ryder, uh, Peyton out running everybody at Easter. Yes. (laughs) She can run. Um, but, and, and that's, I don't know, like we, we are blessed to be, um, in the places that we have been thus far. And in the place we are currently in, it, it literally is our village. And our kids fit right in. They're at practice. They go to, I mean, they're just everywhere. They ride the bus. They go to football practice. They, you know, yeah. I mean, they're there. That's, is, is it, I mean, pretty similar to yes the way yes. you grew up, right? It, <laughs> a little different in the fact that, like, my, well, we went to football practice a lot. But my mom didn't coach. So, you know, the fact that we didn't have to, you know, we would a lot. Because both of you coach. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And so my little girl plays soccer. We go, uh, she goes to Brian twice a week. So on Tuesdays when I would have games, I would pay uh, one of my trusting seniors to take them. And so last year, Becky was soccer mom. And this year, um, one of our coach's sons, he didn't play football. Um, soccer dad, Rainer, took her. So... <laughs> that works. sounds crazy, but I mean, we want our kids to be able to do things. Right. And, you know, me, us being in the roles that we're in, we kind of sometimes have to step back and say, okay, do I need to be in this role? Do I need to do more for my kids? But it just kind of works out. You say crazy, I say resourceful. Just, yeah. Just you do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, next step. Okay. No, your next step. Oh, my next step. My next step. Yeah, what do you... You you know, honestly, it really kind of depends on the direction that we go for the kids. Okay. So if we... Because we will have to find a soccer soccer school. Mm -hmm. It's no doubt we will have to. But if we fall in a place where I can be in the roles that I'm in now, cool. Um, if not, I would love to go back to school and maybe, you know, I don't know, do some administration, whatever. I think not being, I think I have good leadership skills and I think I could use them in that manner. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to say, oh, well, I want to be, um, a girl's athletic director for a 5A school or this or that. Like, I don't want to put it that way because I'm, I want to do what's best for my kids and my husband too um and if it's good for all of us then perfect if i need to be a classroom teacher and you know do some junior high stuff then that's cool with me kind of roll with it kind of roll with it um Uh, yeah so but but prepare for the administration thing but don't yes have to do it not end all the end all you know When the time is right, if it's there, then you do it. Yeah, but I want, uh, you know, I want to make decisions that are best for them in their situation and their education because that's important. Like, 
you know, right now I'm doing my thing and I'm, I have a leadership role and that's awesome. And I love it. And mm-hmm. I would love to continue that. But if life takes us in a different path, then that's fine with me. Cause yeah. it's, it's about, it's going to be about them. And then when they graduate and do their thing, then, you know, yeah. I can continue, um, <clears throat> uh, working on my craft so I yeah. can continue, uh, doing some club volleyball or doing this or doing that to work on my coaching craft. But, um, it's about them. So like I said, do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, we, we talked a little bit earlier. This is, this is totally changing topics. Okay. Okay. And, and, uh, it, it really piqued my interest. It's really cool, but it also piqued my interest because I'm dealing with a little bit of psoriasis. Okay. You've had experience with it. Yes. Tell me where your experience kind of started and then just, just let us. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when I was pregnant with my little girl, so that was eight years ago, I noticed something on the bottom of my foot. Honestly, I thought it, you know, I coached and I was in and out of locker rooms. I thought it was athlete's foot. Couldn't really do a lot about it. I saw a, a dermatologist and she's like, well, I can't really give you a whole lot. You're pregnant. Da, 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 da. So I just brushed Don't it off. That. Yep. So 21 months later, I'm pregnant with my little boy or have my little boy. Same kind of thing. It's still there. It itches, but you know, what do I do? Like right. I have two kids under two, you know? The feet come, or the itchy, whatever, is not important. Um, So as they get older, as, you know, life progresses, it gets considerably worse. I see numerous dermatologists. They just kind of brush me off like, sister, go get you some, you know, spray. Antifungal, whatever. Yeah, move on down the road. (laughs) Yeah, let me give you some cream. And I got to the point where I wanted to shove the cream, you know, right on back in their face. So, um... (laughs) My cousin sent me to um, a dermatology uh, or, yeah, a dermatologist in the Austin area. Saw her for a little bit. Life happened. I get a call about a clinical trial. I do a clinical trial. I meet this doctor that I see now. Um, Long story short, he has fixed my hands and my feet. And then he has also presented me with some pretty cool opportunities. Yeah, now tell me, that's just a little yeah. curveball thrown out of nowhere. Major, yeah, because I, just... you know, I don't just scream, you know, hey, you want me to, you, I want you to do a commercial. Like, I, that, that's just not me, you know. So, anyway. Um, Reminding your business, taking care of your psoriasis. Right? And it's like, you want to be a part of a trial, and then. And then I get this phone call, and, um. The, my doctor had given me some cream for my elbows, and he was like, hey, I'm teaming up with this company. Uh, would you like to do, like, a, an interview, like a TV interview? And I'm thinking, okay, like, this little whatever, no big deal. And so the more the emails that I read, I'm like, holy crap, like, this is, this is kind of, like, big deal, you know? And so I go down and, you know, I've, I'd never really, I mean, you know, you see movie cameras and stuff on movies, like on TV, but, yeah. and I walk in, I'm like, holy hell, you know. They're set up. Huh? They're set <laughs> up. So, anyway, a girl's talking to me on the computer, I do this little thing, you know, they're doing my makeup, all this stuff, and so, long story short, it's, um, goodness gracious, can't remember the TV show, but it's Mont- on Lifetime. Montel? Well, he huh. like kind of co-hosted it, but it was called something else. It's Montel Williams, by the way. Yeah, so everybody I can't, knows the name, but <laughs> I can't remember right now. But anyway, 
did that. That was awesome. They called me back because a commercial is going to come out about this lotion from this company. And the animated character in this commercial was a teacher and a coach. Based on? Kind of. Like, I think they came out with it and then they heard my thing and they were like, holy crap, like, we want to talk to her. Okay. So they reach out to me and they're like, hey, you know, do you want to do like a little segment on how the commercial is like almost like you? So I did that again. So um, my journey with psoriasis has been a long one, but um, it's been a, I've had experiences because of psoriasis too yeah. that I've never. So, so you're, you're on a commercial or you're going to be on a commercial well, or it, is it based on you on a commercial? Based or? on me and it, like, I don't think it's going to be like playing on TV, but. Um, Could be. May, you, you, you've heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> they sent it to me. Um, and so, anyway, it, it was... It's a really neat experience. Anyway, super great experience. Um, How's your psoriasis? It's good now. Okay. Very good. My feet are good. My elbows are kind of iffy. Um, but it's good now. And, and I'll get more details again from you because, again, I'm I'm past six months or so starting to, to yeah. deal with it. And the itch is... Yeah. Relentless. Yeah. So it was, um, so my, my students, you know, they would see my elbows and then mm. I, I did not legitly get a pedicure for two and a half years. Because and so I would like pull my foot out of a, you know, a loaf. I wouldn't have socks on, you know, I'd just pull it out of my shoe or whatever. And kids would be like, Oh my gosh. I, had, I mean, I, in Franklin, I had love unto death, but you know, redneck hillbillies. And they were like, <laughs> You got some trench foot, you know, horse rot, something going on down there, you know. And I was like, eh, you know, so it was it was the joke, like, yeah. oh my gosh, have y'all seen Coach Katie's feet? You know, like that was the joke. But you know, you, you get self conscious about that stuff. I, yes, and you know, I, like I'll get it on my arms, like yeah, I, and it's not severe. It just, yes. it just you know, and yeah. I can't imagine because if it was noticeable enough for people to talk about it, I bet it itched. Yes. Pretty bad. And um, I was I was a big runner, and it was really hard for me to do that during that time period where they were really bad. So it was impacting your lifestyle. Oh, like, for oh. sure. And what and wardrobe, you know. Yeah. I mean, with women, sometimes that's a big deal, you know. Um, no flip flops. No. Sandals. Oh no, no sir. Mm-mm. Well, uh, it's good to know that it's been fixed. Yes, for know. sure. Again, uh, absolutely. Well, cool, and, and thanks for sharing that. I know it's not uh, psoriasis. I know I don't want to talk about that all the time, but I appreciate yeah, you, you doing that. For sure, uh, yeah. Outside of coaching, where will we find you? And I'm going to go ahead and plug it. Tell us how to, when you park your RV. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, we uh, pur- purchased one, I guess it was in May of 2020. covid Yes, yeah, yeah. And so um, that way we could go and be in our own area, you know, whatever. your social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we like to be outdoors. We like to hike. The kids like to do all that kind of stuff. And so we we have gone several places, and we've learned some hard lessons um, about putting chucks on the wheels, (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, camper going into the water and me holding on for dear life, thinking I could stop it. But the good thing was no damage was done 
to the inside of our camper. So your camper trailer, when y'all parked it, it rolled back into, was it a lake? Oh, yes, sir. And <laughs> the fact that it didn't just completely float out into the yeah. lake, it's, I don't, you know, the jack, the automatic jack is but it's still down, obviously. Is that what hooked in finally that kept it from? Yeah, pretty much. That's what saved the whole thing. Yes. That uh-huh. is, that, that is, she, she showed us a picture. She showed Colleen and I a picture earlier, and it was, it's, it's entertaining, but, you know, yes. I am glad that it didn't. Uh-huh. We so, made the Texas RVing Facebook page in case anybody is, you know, a member of that. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. I want to see it. <laughs> we, it was, we, we made, yeah. Um, and the comments were, you know, hilarious. Um, <laughs> And they were actually mostly pretty nice. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I've done that before or, you know, whatever. So I could actually read. But nobody was hurt. Yes. The, the vehicle wasn't damaged. I mean, no. all, all good. You My said little boy. $150 worth of damage. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Incredibly My, lucky. Uh, My little boy was scarred. You know, he was like, oh, that, that army. You know, like he's <laughs> he's super sensitive. So he was he was shook for quite a while. But, um yeah, we like to do that. We we probably wish we could do it more um, because we do have a super busy life. But definitely this summer. Um, but we're not coaching then. It's going to be outdoors hiking. Oh yeah. Fishing. Yes, we bought some kayaks. Kayaking. Okay. Um, so. The kids jump right in with y'all. Oh yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so, I can see that doesn't surprise me anymore. Yeah. Like they're they're agile and they're going. So I just. For sure. You know. Yeah, that's really that's cool. probably. You either see me there or um, at a soccer field, at a baseball. Riders playing baseball now, so at some other event that my kids are in. So, well, tell me something that I haven't asked you about. Like, um, it doesn't have to do with school or sports or my kids. Those are three big things, and yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, if you weren't in education, what hmm. would you be doing? Let's see. Honestly, like, I absolutely... Huh. Two things, okay? I love sports, all right? I would either be running a club something, a club facility where I could do volleyball, my husband could train kids, if I could run something like that, or completely other opposite end of the spectrum, I, I love history, love, 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 love. And if I didn't have to live in DC, and I could work at a Smithsonian, or that do something like that, mm-hmm. work at a museum of something that I was, you know, very much interested in, I would love to do that. I know that's completely random. But yeah, that's, that's what I was at. I um, something if, if it wasn't, then the reason why, you know, I went the, the club route and that, because I know my, well, I love education, but if we, if we ever were not in that, we would open up our own facility, you know, and, and, and do something you like still that. still be coaching and of some, course, yes, you, you I would, would still be, be impacting. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, but that's on just, the, that's in your, the fabric of who you are. Yeah. That's but then, then on the academic, you know, the academic mm-hmm. side, I would. I would love to to do something, you know, museum-wise, yeah. uh, or research, or you know, something like that. So, something dealing with history. What's yes. your favorite part of history? Um, really and truly, I 
it's kind of random. I love to teach like the Gilded Age, so like Industrial Revolution, okay. like your political bosses, that kind of thing. And then um, I like the Great Depression era. Really? Yeah. And that's an interesting era. And everybody is always like, oh, World War One, World War Two, you know, this, that. Um, but I do. I, I like that time period. Yeah, well, there's history outside of wars, right? Exactly. Uh, and that's exactly. And you, maybe often overlooked. It's not as, yes. I don't know, glamorous is the right word, but not yes. as, uh, I guess it's really highly impactful when we look at the World Wars. But, yes. But yes. the Great Depression, and I... I relate to it a little bit because my grandpa lived through it. He was born in 1908. Yeah. And he remembers, well, in his words, though, they were always poor, so they didn't really know anything uh, different. Can, they were still yes. gardening and raising hogs or whatever, yes. so they they went through it, but uh, he, would, he would talk about it from time yeah, to time. Yeah, my grandmother did, too. Uh, well, I'm sure grandpa did, too, but I remember her and just her manner. Like, she was super tight, frugal mm -hmm. because of... Her experience. Her experience. So, um, you know, just, I, I don't know. I like the, and the kit and my students are, they get interested in that surprisingly. Um, you know, of course, most of the time they like all the scandal stuff, right? You know, the JFKs, the Clintons, the, you know, all the, you know, oh my gosh, did you see, you know, JFK's head fly off, you know, cause I show them the Zapruder film, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and they like that. Do they get into the conspiracy side of it at all? Yeah. Get, you get yeah. to venture off an elevator. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. And so when I start talking about, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. But. That's yeah, really cool. Historical. I'm kind of a nerd sometimes, so. Nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> what, is there anything else you want to talk about, share, that I missed, or? I don't I, think so. Again, I just. it's just going to live forever. 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 Yes. Yes. I don't think I said anything to. You know, like no, scandalous or not at all. Not, about anything that can I Can you give me any 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 scuttle on my wife? Because you were a little bit older. Oh my than gosh, she was she unruly as a child. No, she was just so fun, so energetic. I laughed like hysterically. We just it was always mm. just a madhouse, like yeah. just. <laughs> But, um, no, just absolutely precious. No turd in her at all? Uh, I mean, we all had our devious, you know, like, okay. <laughs> throw in, you know, like, hide and go seek, and then, you know, like, you know, throw a limb out, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll press for more dirt when we're not <laughs> recording. <laughs> but, uh, Katie, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for, for, for taking the time to sit down and just be a part of this. Yeah. Um, and maybe down the road or something, I... Might be a stretch. Yeah. You know, might could get queued up. We could get five minutes out of it. Five minutes would be awesome. We'll give it a shot one day. Yes. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing. Um, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Signing off. <laughs>